Hey everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Undressed. This week's episode is going to be a little heavier than normal. Um, We're going to be talking about something that is actually a very um, positive topic, at least to me, but this is definitely something that can be triggering for some people, so I did just want to start this off with a disclaimer, letting you know that if you are someone who, you know, gets triggered by topics of um, drug use, drug addiction, overdosing, um, death, um, you know, all the heavy stuff. I'm also going to be touching on religion and, you know, some topics that may offend someone or make someone uncomfortable or people may have different opinions than me on these things. And I just wanted to make that disclaimer before diving into this episode because I understand that it is a sensitive topic for some people. So before you listen, just keep that in mind. I am only sharing my perspective, my story, and you know, I'm going to have some other people on later on this month to kind of share their side, their perspective, things that they've gone through and where they're at now. And I think this will be a really awesome discussion. But this episode, um, I'll hop into it, what it's going to be about in a second here. But I am really excited to get into like my story and share with you guys my journey because it's a it's an interesting one and I'm excited to share with you guys. So welcome to this week's episode, you guys. I am so excited for this week's episode. As I mentioned in the disclaimer, it is a heavy one and it will be heavy for a lot of people that are listening. And again, if you are uncomfortable with any of the topics I mentioned in the disclaimer, please just maybe turn out. There's about a billion podcasts on the internet that you can go and listen to, but this is an important one, so I'm very excited. This week, we're going to be celebrating my seven years of sobriety. I literally am so excited and I'm proud of myself and I'm really, very, very, very excited to be sharing the story about how I've gotten here, what the last seven years have been like and what the years of my drug addiction looked like. I have made probably like a hundred posts about my addiction online, but I've never really gone into specifics or shared what that really looked like for me. And you know, I've made a lot of really big changes in my life over the last year and I feel like I'm finally in a place where I can share it in a way that's helpful and share my story in a way that is genuine, authentic, and where I'm not like leaving certain things out. Of course, there will be certain things that I will leave out, um, other people's names. I probably won't share what like drugs I was using or what I was doing specifically, but I'm going to share like as big picture of a story as I can. Um, I just think some things aren't really necessary to share especially on a platform like this. So I'm just going to share what I'm comfortable with and I'm excited that I'm at a place where I'm comfortable to share more than I normally would. I think it's really important to, you know, talk about this more than just on the surface level. So as I said, you guys, like I'm really excited and I'm going to stop rambling and I guess we can kind of start this episode off by talking about this week's joys like I always do. I mean, this week is a special one for me. I have a really big announcement that I'm doing that is actually going to really alter my life in a lot of ways and has been. I'm not sure either if I really want to share it now. I don't know. We'll probably mention it later. I have a whole other podcast planned in relation to that, so we'll see. But um, yeah, the, the other things that I can talk about that are giving me joy are I'm actually growing a green thumb. Green thumb. (laughs) Um, I'm starting to be able to actually like take care of plants, which is a big, a big deal for me. I, if you know me, I can't keep any plant alive. They always die. You know, I have two pets at home, two lovely cats who don't really make keeping plants alive very easy. They're always trying to eat them or attack them or they're curious. So 
that's been a battle, but I bought quite a few new plants recently and I'm so excited because they're all alive and they're thriving and there's new leaves coming and it's really exciting for me. And then the other thing is I'm getting really good at spending my time more intentionally when it comes to my friendships and relationships. Um, I am an extreme extrovert. Like if you know me, you know, I really struggle with being alone. I don't really love being alone. I find that when I'm alone, I'm really exhausted. Like I'm not very energized. I struggle with being productive if I'm alone for too long. Like it's just something that I've struggled with my entire life. And I think learning that has made such a big difference and learning that like I need time alone, of course, but I also need time, like intentional time with people to like get to know them and have fun and socialize and get out of my way to make new connections and new friendships, whether that's, you know, meeting people in new social circles or hanging out with a friend that I've known for years, or even going to visit my family or just picking up the phone to call somebody who I haven't talked to in a long time. These things are so amazing and making me so happy, especially with like the type of world we've lived in in the last year. And I isolated myself from a lot of people that I've been close with for a long time because of the things that were going on. And I kind of had my own little bubble during the pandemic and well, we're still in the pandemic, but you know what I mean during the very first part there. And now I'm in a place where I'm feeling good. Like I'm finally really happy about the relationships I'm building in my life and hanging out with people that have similar values to me. And, you know, we're kind of going to get into that also during this episode. So, you know, I feel like I've rambled enough. We're already like six minutes in here. So I'm just going to hop into it. I feel like the best way to start this off is by starting from the very beginning. So my sobriety story started quite a long time ago, actually, when I was about 12 years old, which I know some of you listening are probably going to be like, what the heck? Like, how is that even possible? Um, It is possible. And it actually happens more often than you think. Unfortunately, at 12 years old, our minds aren't in a place where we can really, you know, make really good decisions. Like we're very impressionable at that age, especially if we deal with trauma at home or we're dealing with things or we're insecure. Um, Again, my parents might be listening to this. I don't blame my parents whatsoever. At this point, I am in a place now where I completely am over that part and I don't blame them for anything. Like at the end of the day, I'm human. I made choices in my life, whether it's at 12, 20, whatever. And none of them made all, some of them may be great. Some of them might not be great, but I can't blame anyone for those things. And I can use the bad things that happened to me as a lesson. So I just wanted to put that out here as a second disclaimer. Um, But yeah, I got addicted to drugs when I was 12 years old, Um, which sounds absolutely crazy coming out of my mouth now. But I was addicted from about 12 to 17. Um, I say 17 because I started my sobriety journey when I was 16, um, about six months before I turned 17. Um, But, you know, that was a rocky time. Didn't really go anywhere. It's very up and down. So my sobriety journey started pretty, pretty rocky, Um, but that's why I just say 17 because I was still pretty, pretty stuck into it at 16 and I wasn't really mature enough at that point or had enough bad experiences to fully put what I was using down. So yeah, and you're probably wondering how the heck does this 12 year old girl get addicted to drugs? Like where does she get the drugs? Where does it come from? And for me, um, it actually started at church, um, which is interesting now because I'm heavily involved in church now. Like, I love my church community. 
I am so blessed to have the relationships that I have. But at 12 years old, I unfortunately was involved with some people who weren't living the life that I was hoping to find at church. And no, these were not like the regular people that I was hanging out with. Um, But they were other people that I was around that were people I looked up to, you know, some leaders in my life, some people that I really trusted. And they, you know, basically told me that doing drugs would help take the edge off. And they were totally right. Like taking, taking drugs, using drugs, drinking, all of that did take the edge off. And that's why as I continued to grow up in my teen years, I continued to do it. And I continued to use that to take the edge off. And I didn't necessarily have a firm understanding or a firm grip to understand why I needed it or why I felt need to, but I just knew that I felt better when I was doing it. And it was an escape. And that's kind of how that started. So yeah, um, my parents had no idea that I was addicted during this time. Like absolutely no idea. I hid it from everyone important to me. A lot of my friends didn't know. I would sneak off to bathrooms at parties and use drugs and um, then I would keep partying and, you know, it was a, a crazy, crazy time. Like I hid it from everyone that I loved and over time people started finding out, people started treating me differently, rightfully so. Like I was not an honest person at all during this time. I felt the need to lie to everyone around me. I felt the need to skip school. I was doing drugs at school. I was skipping school. Like wow, I was, I remember in social class, I, I was never sober, like at whatsoever, like I was either drinking or I was high on something. And I remember one time my social teacher pointed it out that like, there was like, clearly something wrong with me. And like, I was spacing out and he tried to talk to me about it. And I was just so in denial at the time. And, you know, I didn't want to take any accountability. I was like, absolutely not. Like, I'm fine. Like, you're wrong. Like, I'm fine. Like, I don't need help. Blah, blah, blah. So I just basically stopped going to his class because I was like, well, what the hell does this guy know? Like, he doesn't know me. He doesn't know my story. Blah, blah, blah. You know, the typical, like, teenage angst stuff. But imagine that times 10 because I I was, like, high out of my mind all the time. An interesting thing that I'd like to point out here, just kind of a tangent, but I was never addicted to alcohol. I was strictly addicted to drugs. And I, I say that now because I have made a lot of podcasts and a lot of posts online about me, you know, taking a step away from drinking so much and taking a break. And I want to explain that here quickly. I think that it's really important that we all take a look at our relationship with alcohol and we take a look at our relationship um, with others while we're drinking and we examine that because you can be a, a problematic person while you're drunk and not be addicted just to be clear, like you are not necessarily addicted to something just because you're problematic, but it is something that we need to constantly examine. And that's why I'm examining my relationship with alcohol, not because I can't put it down, but because I want to make sure that I'm the best person I I can be while I'm drinking if I do continue to drink and that I understand my limits more and understand my triggers and, you know, can make drinking a fun thing rather than make it something so dark and miserable because I'm in a negative place mentally. That does not go the same for drugs for me at all. Um, And I mean that with any drug, like I can't do anything without becoming a different person, um, becoming addicted and basically unraveling my entire life and making my whole life a mess, if that makes sense. So yeah, that's kind of where I was. I was hiding, lying, 
stealing, literally doing whatever I could to to get by during this time without people finding out what I was doing. Um, I didn't want anyone to judge me. I didn't want there to be any talk about it. Of course, there still was because people had their assumptions and I was never at school, especially not during high school. So like what else were people going to assume? But I was really good at hiding it. And eventually people in my life started to find out. And there was this one pivotal moment um, where, and again, trigger warning, this might trigger somebody, but this is my story. So there's this one pivotal moment before the day I got sober where I was at this girl's house who I was really close with. Well, close in the sense of like I could do drugs with her basically and she wouldn't judge me. She would kind of just have fun. Like I felt safe in her presence, but this one specific night went different and I actually um, almost died on her floor in her bathroom. And I just remember laying on the bathroom floor she was fast asleep. Like she was fine. She had no idea what was going on. So I'm very lucky that I am alive to this day because, wow, I can't even imagine what that would have been like for her. But I was on her floor and I was like, well, wow, I am either going to die or I need to stop doing this. Like this is, this is it. Like you can't keep doing this, Ashley. Um, Yeah. And it was a very pivotal moment of my life because I I had a moment where I really had to look my life in the face and decide if this was the type of life that I wanted to live or not. And I think everyone kind of comes to a point like this. Like, obviously, you're not like almost overdosing and dying on the floor for most people. But, you know, you come to a point in your life where like you realize that like you need to change and you need to do something that's different. So, I made that change and I started going to NA. At this time, I was an extreme atheist also, I might add, and NA is a 12-step program that is heavily, heavily faith-based, typically. And I was miserable going there at first because it was faith-based and I needed a sponsor who wouldn't talk about Jesus and wouldn't talk about God and, you know, wouldn't bring all of that into it. So... That's what happened. I found a sponsor who I'm still with to this day. She is an amazing woman. I am so blessed to have her in my life. She's held my hands through a lot of dark moments in the past. And now I don't see her nearly as often, but I do keep in contact with her. And she's amazing and a relationship that I'm blessed to have for the rest of my life. Um, But yeah, so that happened. And I went to NA and I got a sponsor and I decided that I was going to start working on it. Now, the first couple of months that I started working on this, I was really young. I remember my friends had no idea. I remember bailing a lot on plans still. Like, I was just not a very honest and accountable person during this time of my life because I was so ashamed. Because honestly, talking about addiction, especially when you're that young, people don't understand and people blame your parents. And at the time, I wasn't living at home either. So my situation, it was just a mess. Like, I was not in a good place, like, whatsoever. And fast forward a couple months, um, I started telling people. My one year of sobriety came around, and I started telling people. I started to have an open dialogue about it, and, you know, by the time I turned 18 and I was able to talk about it, I was really excited, and I was really proud, and since then, I've been pretty open about it, and I decided at that point that it wasn't healthy to hide this because lots of people struggle with 
drug abuse and drug addiction and or they have someone in their life that they know who does so what's better than to to share your story is kind of what I realized but throughout all that time what I didn't realize that I was still doing was I was hiding a lot of the actual things that I was feeling you know like I was still still you know really spiteful I was miserable I held so much resentment to the people that I went to church with so much so that going to any sort of church event or hearing people talk about God or hearing people talk about their relationships with God or, you know, events that they were going to that were faith-based, I would cry and I would get mad and I would make a scene and, you know, I would tell them that they were wrong and that they believed in something that wasn't real. I was just miserable, to be honest with you. Um, And I think that it's important to realize that, like, just because something bad happens to you, it doesn't mean that you need to take things out on other people or tell people that what they believe in is not real or anything like that. And when things happen to you like this that are centered around a community of faith, it's really tough. And I'm not going to sit here and say that it's not tough, but I do want to say that um, things do sometimes come full circle and you realize that maybe you were the one that was wrong. Maybe you were put here for a reason. You went through something terrible for a reason. And that's kind of my story. So I've been sober now for seven years as of today, the day that this podcast is being released. Um, I guess this is the part of the episode where I can share like where I am now, um, my changes, my recovery, being patient with myself. And, you know, I really keep keep bringing my sponsor up, but like I really want to just shout her out because if you are listening to this and you're struggling with addiction, find somebody who you can get into your corner who can help you who can listen to you, who has been there. Like, honestly, no no shade to anyone who has spent a lot of time educating themselves on this, but has never gone through it. Um, you're probably great at your job. I believe that. But it's so crucial, I think, for people to find a community of people or even just one person who has been there in their shoes or have watched someone close to them be there because they truly understand the hardship that it is and that it continues to be for the rest of your life. Like it's a cross that you have to bear your whole life because I'm seven years sober, yes, but there's definitely times where I struggle where something bad will happen to me and that'll be the first thing that I think of. Like I'm seven years sober and I can't have like painkillers in my house and I need to be careful when I'm taking things like Tylenol even because it's like a trigger. Like I need to be very cautious and you know, that's just the reality. And I think that it's so important to find somebody in your life who you can actually share that with and tell that to who's been there and has walked through it. But yeah. And then, you know, the other changes that I've made is just being more patient with myself. Like now I know that like when I'm having a hard moment and when I'm thinking about using again, that like, this is normal. This is totally normal. This is what my brain is wired to do. You know, addiction isn't something that, you know, everyone struggles with. But if you struggle with it, you know, it feels like it's just like ingrained into your brain and you like need it. So I've learned to be really patient with myself. I've learned to communicate better with other people. Um, I've learned to, you know, just, yeah, be patient, like just be really patient, be transparent, um, journal more like anytime I'm struggling I'll just pull up my journal I'll go for a walk I'll take a breather like 
whatever I need to do, cry if I have to. There's lots of times where I cry about it. Um, but I'm finally in a place where I've learned like how important it is to just take each day of recovery day by day. Um, I remember when I first started, I was like, oh, like, this is never going to get any easier. Like, this sucks. Like, my life sucks. Like, everything sucks. Everyone hates me. Everyone thinks I'm a moron. Um, this is going to impact my life forever. And, you know, maybe it, maybe it has. And, like, it totally has in a lot of ways. But, you know, it is crappy. It is terrible being addicted to a substance of any kind. Like, it sucks. Like, I know some people are addicted to, like, porn or they're addicted to binge eating or maybe they're addicted to alcohol or smoking it sucks when something has so such control over your life but I think just learning patience when you're giving it up and learning to forgive yourself and learning that these things are are not permanent if you don't let them be like I don't know it does get better and I know that everyone everyone says that oh it gets better it does I promise but like (laughs) I really do mean that like it's never easier, but it does get better. Um, but yeah, I think like the biggest thing I wanted to to end this podcast on, because I feel like this one is kind of like a weird one, but the last thing I wanted to end it on is, um, you know, I'm not hateful anymore towards the people who um, influenced me into this. I actually, sorry, I'm, gonna, I'm like tearing up. <laughs> um, I'm actually quite grateful for it because... I'm now in a place where I forgive them and I'm grateful for them because I now have a story where I can help people. And you know, if you're listening to this and my story resonates with you, or maybe it doesn't and you think that I'm some crazy girl on the internet, (laughs) that's totally fine too. But you know, I have no resentment towards anyone anymore who, you know, brought me into that life because as I said like now I can help people I can show people the way I can get people through it and I'm lucky enough now to be sponsoring a young girl she's turning 17 soon and she's beautiful and she's strong and I see so much of myself in her because we have very similar stories and I just think it's the coolest thing in the world you know to be able to walk someone through their journey and you know now that I'm seven years over the bend and I'm about to make one of the biggest changes in my life because, you know, I am no longer like hateful towards the people and I can let people who love God back into my life. And I'm not, you know, judgmental anymore in that way. And I see now that this was put in my life so I can help other people. Sorry, you guys, this part of my story always makes me really emotional. (laughs) But like, and I can finally be honest with people about like my struggles and where I've been and where I've came from and my background. And I'm not afraid anymore of the judgment because I know that it it happened for a reason. And like, I'm here to help people with this. And I know that to some people, they're probably like, okay, Ashley, like settle down. Like, it's not that serious. But to me, it really is that serious. You know, I feel like every hurdle and struggle you're, you're given in this life is to help better something like it's a lesson for a reason like you don't just learn a lesson for yourself typically you learn a lesson so you can help others and I'm just so grateful so yeah I can't really announce the change that I'm making until later like I can but I don't want to but I want to in this podcast um because it's a big one and 
you know, but this is a part of my story. And here's to seven years, here's to the next seven. (laughs) I'm excited. Um, This is a massive deal. Seven years is a massive milestone. Like I just am so shocked, you know, and very proud of myself. And for anyone out there, whether you're two days sober, one day sober, 10 years sober, two years sober, whatever it may be, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. And I'm proud of you if you're even thinking about getting sober. Like that's huge. And if you need help or if you need a friend, if you just, you know, want to complain to somebody, um, I may not be the best person or the best fit to do it, but my DMs are open. I'm available. And if I can't help you, I can definitely try to recommend you somebody who can. And, you know, let's get through this crazy sober life together because it's worth it. So yeah, cheers guys. Have a good rest of your week.